You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. morning, we're going to talk about our testimony. And um, we've heard lots of testimonies today, even while we were waiting to come up the procession, we, uh, we could hear the testimonies. And it's just, I mean, you don't even know what to say as God does what he does. Unexpected, unexplained. Um, we prayed, he, he's answered, and you're just like, I don't even know what to say about you, God, other than you're good, you're faithful, you do what you promise to do, and we are just overwhelmed by the lavish love that you have for us. Amen? So we're going to start in the book of Acts, I believe. That's where we're going to start this morning. Uh, I'm going to read a little scripture. We won't take too long because, you know, of course, we still have lunch, right? Yeah. When there's church, there's got to be food. <laughs> It, I think it was part of, you know, it says in Acts that they gathered, they broke bread, they ate, they fellowshiped. You know, it's all a part of when we get together. Uh, in fact, we just started something new on the first Sunday of every month, which, of course, this is the first Sunday. We have lunch together afterwards. Everybody brings something, we share it, and it's been so much fun to be able to have a little extra time to hang out, chit-chat, get caught up with each other. Um, lots of fun. So I'm going to start in the book of Acts, and we're going to talk a little bit about testimonies, and we're going to start with Paul's testimony in Acts 22. So you can turn there. I know I'll have all the scriptures up on the screen. So you'll be able to just follow along there also. Acts 22. And we're going to start in verse 4. And, you know, our testimony is the explanation of what God has done in our life. We're, you know, we're telling about how God has moved in our life, what he's done, where he's taken us, uh, how he's changed us. And Paul is talking about where he was someone who persecuted people who believed in J Jesus Christ. He's sharing his testimony how when he encountered Christ, everything changed. And we know that when we encounter Jesus, everything changes. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that eternity is written in our heart. So our heart is prepared from the beginning of time to encounter him. And, and when we encounter him for the first time or our daily time, we're, our lives are changed. We're changed. And it may be these small little nuances that we don't even realize that are happening when we read the word, when we encounter someone, when we know we've had Jesus's touch on our life for that morning. Or it could be these big dramatic changes like we're going to read about with Paul. But uh, verse four is where we're going to start. He said, I persecuted this way, which was the people who followed Jesus to death binding and delivering into prisons, both men and women, as also the high priest bears witness and all the council of the elders from whom I also received letters to the brethren and went to Damascus to bring in chains, even those who were there in Jerusalem to be punished. So his testimony talks about how 
he persecuted even unto death. We talked about this last week, and you can go back and listen to it on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook, that Paul gave his approval for Stephen to be martyred. So he persecuted everyone he could get his hands on that followed Jesus. And one of the things God talked to us about last week is, you know, sometimes when people encounter Jesus, it turns them from being our foe to being our friend. Because they've had that transformation of instead of being against us, they're with us as we pursue what God has called us to, right? So verse six, it says, now it happens as I journey, I came near Damascus about noon. Suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So I answered, who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid. We know when we encounter the presence of God at that level of glory, that there is fear and trembling that goes with it. But they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. So I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said, arise and go into Damascus. And there will be told all things which, you're, which are appointed for you to do. And then we're going to skip over to verse 12. It said, then a certain uh, Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me and he stood and said to me, brother Saul, receive your sight. Saul was blinded by the light when he encountered Christ. And at that same hour, I looked up at him. Then he said, the God of our fathers have chosen you that you should know his will and see the just one. And I heard the voice of his mouth, for you will be his witnesses to all men of what you have seen and heard. So Paul is transformed. He is transformed by his encounter with Christ, which is in Acts 9, the full encounter and how it all, uh, how it all manifested. He is transformed. And so everywhere he goes, he tells this testimony. At first, I persecuted sent to prison, everyone who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. But now, after an encounter with God, my life was changed. My heart is for him. And this is what happened. That is his testimony. Think about your testimony. The things that you tell people when they ask you why you believe or if you believe. Or when you call your friend to tell you, oh, this is what Jesus did. You can't believe, you know, we call it brag on Jesus. I want to brag on Jesus because you can't believe what he did for me. Our testimony is something no one can take away from us. It's something that no one can refute because the way God called us is the way God called us. The way he turned our heart toward him is the way he turned our heart toward him. And for all of us, we all have different stories. We all have different encounters. I know my first encounter with Jesus, I was nine years old. And I had this encounter with Jesus and it forever changed me. But it took a long time for me to have a church family, for me to understand what had happened. 
because when I came home, my parents weren't really believers. So I didn't have anyone to say, here, let me nurture you through this process. Let me teach you. My grandmother was, my grandparents were, and, but we, only, we, didn't, we weren't with them 24 hours a day. So you adapt to what you're used to. And it took a long time for me to find the Jesus that I had encountered when I was nine years old. But I can remember the day. I can, not the date. That would be a good memory. <laughs> I can get close to it if I look back on some stuff. I looked it up one time and figured it out. But, uh, but I can remember the day, the hour. It was in the morning. And I, it's just as clear as it was back then as it is today. And then I have tons more testimony, as we all do, you know, as we shared the testimonies. But it's interesting. I wanted to talk about one other thing about Paul, and it's out of 1 Corinthians 2, because our testimony transforms us, right? When we encounter Jesus, we're transformed. But the journey of building and growing in our testimony takes time. You know, we build, we grow, we add to our testimony. Encountering Jesus is our foundation, right? He is our foundation. He is our cornerstone. So then we build based on all he did. And I just wanted to read this one thing that Paul wrote out of 1 Corinthians 2. Because when we think of Paul, we think of him being this apostle Paul and he's written so many epistles out of the Bible and he's this and he's that. And even the sweat of his brows on his clothes healed people. I mean, there are just incredible stories about Paul that he wrote about himself. But when I read this or Luke wrote out of Acts, but when I read this, it gives me this whole another thought process. And it's first uh, Corinthians two, one, it says, and I brethren, when I came to you, did did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. And this was his heart. And this week while I was reading this, I just wrote this down over and over because I thought in all that he did, in all that he encountered, all he experienced being beaten in prison, being shipwrecked, all of these things, this, this was his Focus. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ. That was his focus and him crucified. I determined that Jesus was my focus. All the other stuff is an outpouring of Jesus being my focus. And we, as a people of God, Jesus is our focus. And everything else, you know, hearing that sign from God that I'm 80 and I'm going to school is the outpouring of Jesus being your focus. Because what did you say? Jesus, show me what to do. And it gives the outpouring. It gives the answer. It gives the encouragement. It's an open door. Just walk through it from others so that we can go through the journey and build the testimony that Christ has planned for us. It's so powerful. And he goes on to say, I was with you in weakness. He didn't say I was with you because I was amazing. I was with you because I encountered Jesus and I'm just awesome. He said, I was with you in weakness. I was with you in fear and much trembling. 
and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. Have you ever been around someone that just can persuade you? They, as my mom used to say, they could sell ice to Eskimos. You know, that can just persuade you. I don't really need that, but I'm going to buy it. My son always says, you know, when I go to Target, Target tells me what to buy. <laughs> I can go for diapers and come out $150 later, right? So, you know, because of that, pers that persuasion, he says, I didn't come to persuade you. I didn't come out of that persuasive of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit And of power. That's right. So, and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That's where our faith is. It is in the power of God. It is in the word of God. And how do we have faith? Because God gives us faith. How do we have faith? Because the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the very living God lives within us. And so when we, we need faith, God says, when you feel like you need some, just ask and I'll, I'll increase it for you because you've got the power of me living in you to help you find the faith to do what you need to do. So we have this power and presence of God. He says in demonstration of the spirit. We are a walking demonstration of God every single day. And our testimony, we give them every Sunday because not only does it encourage one another and we're able to celebrate with each other, but it also shows us what God is doing. When we hear testimonies, we get a picture, oh, of what God is doing. We went through, um, I'm just going to share a few testimonies with you while we're bragging on Jesus. But we went through a season of, in fact, recently, let's see if I can find them here. Um, of having all these testimonies about financial breakthroughs. I mean, just multiples. We had cars paid off. We had houses paid off. We had people getting huge increases, not a 1% cost of living increase. One person got a 30% increase. What is that? One of them, what was it? $6 an hour? Something like that? An hour. We just started seeing these, these increases. And, we, and we, we knew that those testimonies were opening the door for everyone to get increase. We knew that those testimonies were telling us, watch the sign because this is a sign from God that he's expanding finances in his people's house. Debts paid off. Credit cards paid off. And I think it was in two months time, $9,000 worth of debt was paid off in one household. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? But when God begins to shift, you know, when, when we look at what's happening out there, we would say that's impossible. But when we look up there, we know nothing's impossible, right? right. And, and so what you know is God is doing a season of shift in finances. So all of us can put our hands on that and say, God, we're in your house. We are your kingdom people. We can lay hands on this move that you're doing and be partakers of this shift, right? Right. 
And I know Michelle gave her testimony. I told her I was going to give it. So she gave it. So y'all would have a heads up. The other thing that we're seeing, and these are just signs from God showing us what he's doing. The other things we're seeing is people being able to get affordable housing when everything says there's no affordable housing available. And in the last, since Friday night to, when did you sign your lease? Okay. So Friday and Saturday, we've had two testimonies of affordable houses given in places where you shouldn't have been able to get affordable housing. And what that shows us, one of them was uh, from our prophetic night. One of the people came up and said, you guys gave us a word that we would be able to get affordable housing. And within 10 hours, we had signed a lease on our apartment. What that shows us is that God is opening up affordable housing where there is no affordable housing. Because if you just Google rent in Tampa Bay, you would be shocked. But what Google says and what God says are two different things. Does anybody? Come on. It's true because we cannot, we can acknowledge what is being said. But we don't live under what is being said. We live under what God says. And so we're able to do these things, not because, um, let me rephrase that. We're able to do these things because of what God said, not of what the world said. Right? And that's where we have to understand. He wanted to know nothing except Christ and him crucified. When we focus our eyes on Christ and him crucified, on Jesus being the author and the perfecter of our faith. Colossians says that we keep our things on the things above, not the thing. So when we're able to, and Michelle says, I listen to, I just listen to messages all the time. So I make sure that what I'm trying to do isn't interfered with what someone other than God is saying. And one of the things I, I forgot on um, Michelle's little testimony I was going to share is she moved down here in October and she was looking for housing and she kept saying in faith, Lord, you didn't move me down here so I wouldn't have a place to live. And we know that where God puts you, he will provide for you. And all of this is in, not only does it build our own personal testimony, but it builds the testimony of the people of God, of the kingdom of God. Because we can look back and say, remember when a 2-2 apartment, bedroom apartment was renting for $2,000 in St. Pete, $2,500 in St. Pete. And look how God broke through that rent ceiling and gave a perfect place for whatever that cost was, half the cost or whatever it is. But that's where we can look back. And once we have our testimonies and, and we really, I would encourage you, write your testimonies down. Everything God does for you, write down, write down, write down. Because you can go back and when you go back and look at your testimonies, you can reactivate what God has done. God, I remember when I was flying to Africa and I had constant migraines and I had a migraine on the plane to Africa and I told you I can't go to Africa and preach this is my testimony and have migraines it just won't work just in it just in the natural it just won't work for me he healed my migraine that day and I've never had another migraine 
And then, so we can go back and put a demand on every healing that's been released, every word that he's given you, every breakthrough that's happened, every testimony that you share with someone reactivates what God is doing. And it opens the opportunity for them to encounter that testimony too. You know, one, one of the things uh, when Karen shared her, uh, little story about me, um, and her thank you to me. It was funny because uh, when I met Karen, it's Karen and Noah, it's probably been, y'all weren't even married yet. Nope. Long, long time ago. Long time. <laughs> but anyhow, when I met them, um, uh, Karen was like, she, I, shared my tes- she, I shared my testimony at our church, and Karen was like, uh, uh, she wrote me a note, and she says, uh, I forget what it was, it's some scripture about uh, being joined together, and I was like, Yep, I don't actually even know you, but <laughs> awesome. And I didn't, I just didn't really know her. And I, and I told him I was going to North Carolina for a healing meeting. And, and she said, I took the week off and I'm going with you. And I'm like, <laughs> again, <laughs> I mean, I knew her to say hi, you know, but it wasn't like we had chatted, had lunch, hung out. I mean, and, and I was gone for a week. It was, I wasn't like two days. It was a whole week. So um, I, I had a Suburban at the time because I had a bunch of kids, and uh, I could pull up to her house to pick her up. I have a suitcase. I'm not a huge, I don't carry a lot of stuff, don't need it. She filled my Suburban up to the brim. A cooler, suitcases, pillows. I mean, I, had, I was like, we're not moving. I, I'm coming home in a week. Come on. But during that time, I saw, you know, we go up there and it was crazy. It's snowing and it's, and I don't drive in the snow. I'm from Georgia, which you know that when it snows, we close. So I've lived in Florida, Florida for 30 years and there ain't no snow. So, you know, so it's, it was quite interesting. So it's snowing and we're up there, but I saw, and one of the testimonies was she, she brought a cooler cause she couldn't eat anything. She was allergic to everything. And during that week's time, she went from being allergic to everything to allergic to only a few things. Arthritis healed. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I think it's like 37 things or 27 things or something. Yeah. So I'm not going to list them all, but just think about it. If you get a chance to ask her, because just think about it. How many of you have been healed of something? How many of you have had breakthrough in finances? How many of you seen God open the door in a way that you never thought you could see him open for you? I mean, those are the kind of testimonies when we share, what happens is it opens our heart and our faith up to say, wow, God can do that. God can do this. Well, if he can do it for you, he can do it for me because that's what his word says. And it builds our faith. It builds our heart. It builds that incitement inside of us that all things are possible with God. All things. So, um, yeah, so that was a fun trip. And, and since then, we've, we've been on a few other crazy trips. And uh, I was able to take a smaller car now. But, uh, but, <laughs> but, it's, but, but anyhow, it's, but just think about it. And one thing I want to charge you guys with. You know, in, I've been in business pretty much all my life. And one of the things that uh, we used to have to prepare was what they used to call a 30-second elevator pitch. 
and 30 seconds a minute just depends on how many floors you're going up. But you got, so think about some things that God has done for you and prep them in those small bites. Because when you're with people, it's easier to give them a nugget Unless you have lots of time. You know, sometimes in the grocery store, you've got them cornered in the produce section and they just can't get away. <laughs> but, but then sometimes you've got that 30 seconds to just drop a nugget of who Jesus is into their hearts for them to have that eternity which is in them activated where they want to know more. They desire to hear or they have, you know, you may be sharing, you know, like about my, my so I usually tell people I was on a flight to Africa and God healed my migraines then. And I've never had another one. And it happens that person has migraines. So I'm able to pray with them. They can say, well, I have migraines. You never know what those little preps of 30 seconds about the testimonies that God has done in your life can open the doors and the hearts of people that God puts in front of you. And it's that little charge to think about these things and even write them on little note cards. Because it's interesting, once you get it out of your head and you've prepped it on a card, you don't, have, you don't need the card. It kind of builds a file cabinet in your mind. So when you encounter somebody, God's just like, share this one with them. Share that one with them. And there's this connection for them to encounter God through the way that you've, you've had your encounter that makes them hungry for more or makes them want or need what you're carrying. Amen? Amen. Well, let's pray. I want to pray for us. I'm just excited uh, about all the testimonies we could hear back there. And where the one thing, uh, the one, I'm just going to PS this. If you're in a situation where there's an impossibility Seek first the kingdom because he will break open what they say is impossible. The favor falls, the opening happens and what you thought you never could do or never could have or never obtain. God set you up for it. Amen. 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 If you'll stand, we're going to pray and then we're going to have lunch. I don't know if it's here or not, but it'll be here. Oh, it is here. I should have gotten a nod by now that lunch is here. Let's pray. So, Father, I just thank you that you are a God of yes. You are God. It says that you are a God of yes and amen. And, Lord, we just lean into your yes. And even as we think about the testimonies we heard today, we think about even Paul's testimony of what you did through his life and, and how each one of us carry the testimony of you in us. God, show us how to share that with multiple people. Show us how to release what you've given us, Lord. And even as we go, Lord, spark the uh, fire within us, the flame within us to go down this memory of all the things you've built for us, all the things you've done for us, all the ways that you've healed, saved, delivered us, provided opportunities, protected us. I mean, the list goes on and on, Jesus. We are so grateful for you. We are so grateful for your family. And Jesus, we just want to know you. 
and the depth that is possible for us on this journey. So for all of us, Lord, I just want to pray an expansion and encounter uh, a, a new awakening of our hearts towards you, that the fire of the Holy Spirit will uh, torch up in us. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.